Impact leadership. What does it mean to wake up each day knowing your work, effort, and passion is being transformed into creating change that makes a difference in your business, organization, community, and your own life experience? And it can be hard to stay on track when at times the winds do not blow in your direction. But you persevere one step forward at a time, creating something better. This is fulfillment in action. And this is passion for impact. Educating, empowering, and elevating social consciousness in people, business, and teams. One inspiring conversation at a time. Passion for Impact is brought to you by Speak Plus. Learn the tools and skills to speak with courage and clarity. Share your stories and your teachings. The world needs to hear them. Level up your voice, energy, and confidence. Are you ready to get on stage? I will personally coach you every step of the way. Visit passionigniter.ca forward slash speak plus for all the details. This is the Passion for Impact podcast with speaker, trainer, and socially conscious advocate, Tricia Miltimore. Let's live by design, not default. I love this philosophy, and it's this alignment that has me so excited for today's guest. Kate House is here, and get ready to take some notes. Seriously, Kate helps women who desire change to ditch the personal growth overwhelm by providing focused action-oriented resources that grow your self-confidence and equip you to actually take action. And of course, to give you permission to learn less so you can implement more, right? All while in community with other growth-minded women. Kate is a health coach, podcast host, educator, wife, and mama of two, living by design, not default. Now, this woman is full of energy and is creating immeasurable ripples of impact. It is very exciting. Kate, I want you to be my friend. I want to hang out. Can we do that? I mean, we're only, you know, a few thousand miles apart. (laughs) Minor detail. (laughs) Welcome to Passion for Impact. And thank you for being here. I'm excited for this whole conversation because the idea of living by design, not default, absolutely speaks to me. And how did you get to the place where you're living by design and not default? Oh, well, thank you, first of all, Trisha, for having me here. This is such a pleasure. You're like my new long-distance bestie. We will absolutely (laughs) make it happen where we get together across the miles one day. Um, But yes, you know, it's so funny. Living by design and not by default, I... it's really been something that's been part of my life since the get-go. So a little bit of my backstory is that I'm the oldest of four children in my family. And my brother is 18 months younger than me. And he was... (laughs) Yeah, so we're really close together. And he was born with just a a lot of things in life that made his day-to-day life challenging. So he was on the autism spectrum. He was nonverbal. He was a type 1 diabetic. He just – he had a lot of things working against him. And even despite all of that, he was one of the most joyful people I knew. And so I grew up seeing this human who – showed up every day and was present and in the moment and joyful. And I realized like, Mm. what a gift to be born in the body that I'm in with the ability to communicate without having to learn sign language, right? Like all these things that I took, it's easy to take for granted until you see someone have to work so hard to communicate, to, to be healthy, right? All these different things. And so for me, this idea of living intentionally started really young. Um, and then, you know, you get older and you you have more life experiences. And for a long time, 
I was a little bit of a people pleaser and I was just living into expectations. And I woke up one day at 25 and I'm a very punctual person. And I had a straight up quarter life crisis, like turned 25 (laughs) and was like, what am I doing with my life? And from the outside, I had this really cool job that I got to travel for internationally. And I mean, truly incredible colleagues. Like I worked with some of the greatest people, but I was stressed, I was overwhelmed, I was um, putting too much pressure on myself, and I started having these like stress-induced nightmares. Like it was, it was not good. And so I turned to running to kind of help myself come back into balance. I've always I've been a runner my whole life. I am like I will never win an, a, like a category in running until I'm like 90 and I'm the only person out there. I'm like <laughs> slow and steady is my is my approach, but. Running really helped me find some solace in that season. And then eventually running gave me very tight hamstrings. So before I knew it, I found myself in our local yoga studio and I just, I fell in love with the people and the community and the movement and just connecting with my body and with my breath. And so when I had this quarter life crisis, I was like, okay, I'm going to go become a yoga teacher. (laughs) And for me, that was really a wake up call of uh, up until that point, I I wasn't living by design. I was actually living by default. I was just taking the next step that was expected of me. And um, there's no judgment attached to that. Like, I don't blame anybody or myself. It's just kind of what happened. And then once I created that awareness around, like, I'm unhappy and I can do something about it. And so I just, I like, not many of us always have that light bulb moment, but I, I really did. And I was just like, okay, nothing changes if nothing changes. So I'm going to really shake things up for myself. And so my hope in hosting the Live by Design podcast and my coaching practice and everything I do is to support women and not having to get to that point mm-hmm. of needing to like crash and burn emotionally and mentally and physically um, to kind of course correct before we get to that point so that they can really lean into living by design and not by default without that, um, without needing like a whole 180 life turnaround. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Save the time and energy and have that yes. awareness beforehand. When in your coaching practice, how do people live by default? Like what are the most common ways that we do that to ourselves? Mm, you know, that's such a great question, Trisha, because so often um, it actually comes from this place of love because we're pouring. I see so much and I, I mostly work with women um, and not to say that this doesn't happen with men, but my group coaching program is a women only community. And I see so many of these incredible women pouring so much of themselves into their career or into their education or into their family. Um, And they give and they give and they give and they get to the end of the day and they're like, my gosh, I'm exhausted. And it's the end of the day. I haven't actually done anything for myself that like, you know, you, you know, that saying like you can't pour from an empty vessel. Right. And they're just pouring Mm -hmm. and pouring and it, it comes from a place of love. It comes from this good place, but then ultimately they're left at the end of the day just feeling depleted and drained and exhausted um and and instead of being able to take a little time for themselves to do something that's nurturing um they're like man i just like i just need to check out for a little while i'm gonna like binge some netflix and there's nothing wrong with that i love me a good netflix binge (laughs) if it's done intentionally right it's not the default every single night and so in my coaching experience that's what i see is it's it's these women 
And and I've been this person, right, who I gave everything to my career and um, I felt like my relationships were suffering, my physical health was suffering, um, my sleep was suffering, right? And so it's this really interesting thing where um, we're loving others so well, but we forget to love ourselves too. Hmm. Isn't that the truth? You know, and I find uh, a lot of the people, especially those listening to this podcast are very impact focused. So they have a a deep sense of purpose. And I have found myself in this position in the past before where my, my work is purposeful. So it's like, it's really hard to not want to do it, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, then it actually can become an identity and then you're drained. And then really you can't, like you say, can't pour from an empty vessel. Do you have any tips for people who are, are very purposeful in their life, like they purposeful in family and, and career, but then are also living by default in some ways because of maybe expectations? Like what mm. kind of tips can you provide for people who are doing good, but maybe doing too much good? <laughs> I love this question. Yes. You know, one thing that has been really helpful for me is asking myself if an opportunity or a time commitment or something that requires me to show up energetically, um, is it a heck yes or is it a heck no? Mm. And oftentimes that really helps me. I know like um, if I if I if I have this like full body yes, like yes, I want to do this, um, then it then it feels really good when you create the time for it, for the activity or the meeting or whatever it is, um, for that impact that you're hoping to have in your life and, and you're creating. Um, and also you can protect your, your energy and your time that if you, if something comes up and it's, you're like, eh, I, I don't feel great about that. Like to give yourself permission to say no. Um, and there are ways that you can say a kind no. I like to call it a yes, no, yes sandwich is my approach. If you want something <laughs> like really tactical, I'll say like, yes, thank you so much for reaching out to me. I'm so you know thrilled for what, you know, whatever the thing might be. Um, no, I can't do that at this time, uh, for, you know, for whatever reason. Um, but yes, let's stay in contact or maybe I can participate in a different way or, you know, you can massage this to whatever the situation is for you personally. But mm-hmm. that way, you know, you're being kind, but you're still, um, you're giving those full body yeses and you're not saying yes to those things where you're like, this doesn't really feel in alignment for me or like, this is keeping me from living by design and not by default because it saying yes to things that aren't um, aren't nurturing for you, aren't in alignment for you. Um, that's when you start to live into that default mode sometimes. And, and sometimes that can come from people pleasing, it can come from so many different areas. But um, just checking in with yourself, like, does, do you feel vibrant? Does your heart feel open and full? Um, or are you like curling your shoulders in on yourself when you're thinking about it? are your shoulders tense, right? And start to take those cues from from yourself. Hmm, that awareness. Yeah, I love that. You have the live by design blueprint. So be the architect of your extraordinary life. Yes. What, how do you define an extraordinary life? Mm, Oh, I love this question. I would say for me, it's, it's waking up each day and having something that you're looking forward to. And I don't mean like a week in Fiji. (laughs) I mean, like you wake up and you're like, I'm really looking forward to like, I mean, I'd love a week in Fiji, but like, what does your, what does your typical like Wednesday look like? I learned this from my friend, Emily Rochelle over on her podcast, Gather and Growth. And she says, what does your typical Tuesday look like? Right. And Hmm. to me, you know, being the architect of your extraordinary life is, is waking up and being like, oh, I'm really looking forward to that. Like 30 minutes I carved out to move my body from a place of joy to like do my workout that I'm, I'm doing and I'm celebrating movement for the sake of movement. Or you wake up and you're looking forward to 
those 30 minutes of really intentional playtime with your kids, or you wake up and you're really excited for this thing you're going to do in your business that you've been working towards. And you're like, today is the day, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, it's, it's about, um, it's about having goals. I love goals. I hosted the goals with soul summit. Like I am all about goals, but and, and that gives you a direction. It gives you a North Star. But I also think we have to couple our goal-getting activities with practicing gratitude and cultivating joy in our day-to-day lives. And so for me, you know, building a life by design and not by default is how can I cultivate joy? How can I practice gratitude? How can I look forward to my day? Maybe it's not every single part of my day. Like, do I like going to the dentist? No, not really. But like, I have to do it. (laughs) But what can I look forward to in my day while I'm still making steady progress towards my goals in the direction of my dreams? Mm, I love that. So like, just the word architect is so intentional and has such great energy about it. I think it's so important. Mm. I find for myself in my life, I have, um, because I have the older kids, well, the four of them, I'm driving all the time. And, mm-hmm. and it's truly the only time we do chat for the most part. So I'm, I've really embraced, like at first it was annoying, like, oh, I'm driving here, I'm driving there. And I was like resisting it. But now I'm like, oh, great. I get to spend some time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe talking with a teen, maybe not if they want to sit in silence, very awkward, but you know, I'm there for it. <laughs> yep. I'm there for it. <laughs> um, so personal habits, obviously as a coach in your program, I'm sure it's a big part of what you talk about. What kind of personal habits do you see that are the most impactful for architect being an architect of an extraordinary life? Any that way we can kind of, you know, glom onto them and do them ourselves. What would you suggest? Oh, I love this. Yeah. So I like to call it the holistic trifecta. I'm like a trained holistic health coach. And Ooh. for me, it's right. I know it sounds very fancy. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as exciting as it sounds probably, but I, I kind of coined it the holistic trifecta because I think every day we should do something to nourish our mind, our body, and our soul. And so, and the beautiful thing is that this can be unique for each and every person. Um, so for me, like, Nurturing my body looks like going for a walk. It looks like today I did like a an exercise with my Peloton app, right? Like it can for me, it's just moving my body from a place of joy. Um, I also went to nurture my mind. So maybe I listen to a podcast episode while I'm driving to pick up said children, right? <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. I maybe I read a book. Um, maybe I watch a documentary. Like this can be so specific for each person. Um, and then for me, nurturing your soul, it could be if you're a, a person with a strong sense of faith. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's, um, I have a client who does her rosary over her lunch break every day and that helps her feel grounded and connected to her faith. Um, for me, it looks like meditating or journaling. And so I think if we're, we're really honing in on these habits to live this extraordinary life, to be this architect, um, we have to be intentional with how we care for ourselves well, because we can give and give and give, but if we're not refilling the vessel. You know, you can't pour from that empty vessel. So we have to refill it intentionally. And I think the really important piece in this is that this doesn't have to be like an hour for each individual thing. Like nobody has time for that. (laughs) But how can we be really purposeful? How can we be intentional with layering some of these habits into our lives? So it might be like every time you get in the car to go drive and pick up your kids, you listen to a podcast that's inspiring or educational or just fun, right? Like I know Mm -hmm. frivolity is a word that you love, right? So maybe (laughs) it's like a totally frivolous podcast and you're like, there it's somebody talking about, I don't know, like 
the bachelorette and you're like, I am here for this. Like I would be here for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> just giving yourself these small pockets of time to nurture yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it comes down to, um, to just not putting yourself on the back burner of life. You know, there are seasons when we have to, to do that, you know, when we have um, a parent who's ill or a sibling or a child, or, you know, we're in a season that's really hard for whatever reason, but to keep coming back to those habits that are supportive of you showing up and feeling what, however it is that you want to feel abundant, vivacious, strong, energized, like whatever that word is, do the activities, implement the habits that support you feeling that way. I love that. Yes. You know, what, a word that comes to my mind that I, I feel like is something that really matters to me is centered, mm, feeling yes. centered. And I think that shows up for everyone a little bit differently, but how does that show up for you feeling centered? Mm, to me, when I am centered, I am a patient parent. Um, oh, I am yeah. less reactive and I'm, yeah, I'm just like cool headed. Mm-hmm. Um and, and for me, feeling centered, uh, like one thing that I love to do is there's this one song, it's called In Dreams, and it's like seven minutes long. And I had this yoga teacher once who used to always play it during Shavasana. And I, I just have so many good memories tied to this song. And it's this really moving song. It's really beautiful. And if I'm having a day where I'm like, ooh, I feel like I'm being kind of reactive or like, ooh, I was like a little short with my kid, like, and like, and I'll apologize to them if that happens. But I'll just turn that song on. And if I have a second to just like step away and just listen to it by myself with my eyes closed, I will. Or I'll even just like pop in my earbuds and listen to it like while I keep an eye on my little ones to make sure they're not like running outside (laughs) or whatever, you know. Um, And if I just listen to it with my earbuds and even even the act of doing that, it's like that song for me becomes this positive um, trigger that's like, okay, we're coming back to center. Like we're coming back to self. Um, I mean, it could even be as simple as like putting your hand on your heart and just taking like three really intentional slow rounds of breath. I, I don't, I used to be a yoga teacher, so I like always come back to, to breathing. But yeah, for me, when I, when I'm not centered, I am reactive and I'm impatient. Um, and when I am centered, I just, I feel a little bit more grounded. Um, and there's a little bit of space between me and my words or my actions. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of reflection time. It can be very important at times, especially when yeah. I snap. Yeah. yeah. I'm working. I'm really patient until I snap. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about you. I'm going to do my breast. Uh, so you are a mom of two young kids. How old are your kids? Yeah. So Dexter is five and a half. If you ask him, that half is very important. Yes. <laughs> and then Conrad just turned to four recently. Oh, the best ages. So you're a busy, busy mama and you're a business owner, you know, with your coaching practice and and all the pieces that you do in there as well with your collective and your programs um, and your podcast. Okay. So you're an impact maker because the work you do, obviously you're seeking to make impact. So how do you balance that with, and I hate the word balance, but how, how do you manage to create momentum in your impact mm-hmm. in business while also enjoying your family and the kids at this young age that they're at? Mm, this is such a great question. And, you know, I think it really comes I, – I love how you talk about synergy, right? Mm. Um, this idea of, of the parts coming together to be greater than the whole. And so for me, it's been, it's been this really beautiful lesson in one setting – 
realistic expectations for myself. Now I'm an Enneagram three. I like, I I'm like a chronic overachiever (laughs) and I want to do everything. I want to do it yesterday. Right. And so starting to build my business, hosting my podcast, um, putting on summits, creating my coaching program, all of this started when my youngest was about Mm, like six months old. And I I just had it on my heart. I was like, I love being a mom. I love it so much. But I just knew there was even more room in my heart to serve and love others well. And and I really just I I was like, I need something for me outside of my motherhood, my motherhood experience. Because at that point I had decided to to leave my full-time job and to be home with my boys full time when my youngest was born. And I was like, I love this, but like I I need something for me. And so it started as the podcast. And I was like, I remember sitting down to record my first episode and I just tell myself, do it scared. <laughs> and so I told mm. myself, like, do it scared, Kate. And I sat down, I recorded my first episode. Trisha, I like sweat through my t-shirt. I was like <laughs> so nervous. Like, uh. and I love to talk, right? But yeah. it was something new. It was something kind of scary. Um, but I did it scared and I just kept showing up and kept doing it. And so I think the first thing is to just know that there are seasons of life. And I'm about to go into a season where both my boys will be in school full time and I'm going to have so much time to lean into this business. And because I've spent the last three years and a month <laughs> leaning into it really intentionally and producing podcast episodes, and I, I've added one new offer to what I do every year, this very slow, intentional, sustainable growth, mm-hmm. I'll be able to really kind of put the pedal to the metal, as my five-year-old likes to say, um, when I have that time to do that. And so for me, part of the the joy is setting these realistic goals and expectations for myself, knowing that I can't wake up one day and my website is perfect and I have multiple offers and a full coaching schedule, right? It's it's had to be built slow and steady. And so it's become mm-hmm. this practice for me of of gratitude, of being grateful that I keep showing up for myself and I keep showing up for this dream I have of of a business and the podcast and having impact in the lives of these women that I get, like, I'm so grateful that I get to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and not comparing myself to this version of myself in my head of like, well, you know, you could be here or there and just being like, no, I'm in this season and I'm going to be really content with it. Um, and then for me, when it comes to, I love that you use the word momentum because for me, it's about it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> and by mm-hmm. that, I mean, I'm not sitting down and working 10 hours in one day, and then I'm not doing anything for the next six days. Um, instead, like there was a season for a very long time, I think it was almost two years when my my husband works from home, and he works eight to 430. And as soon as he would come downstairs at 430, I would be like, I love you. I can't wait to hear about your day. But like, here are our children. <laughs> and I would go down to my basement office. And I would work from 430 to 6pm. And like, is 430 to 6 or it's 630pm, like my best part of the day, like after parenting all day, like, no, I'm like kind of tired, right? I'm not like my most energized self. Like, I don't want to drink coffee at 4.30. So like, but I, that was the time I had to record the podcast, to coach my clients, to, to create the, the really personalized focused personal growth curriculum for my group coaching program. And so that, that's what I did. And 
you know, was it ideal? No, but this was important enough to me to pursue, to continue building even in these small pockets of time. Um, mm -hmm. And it's amazing what you can do in two hours a day. It's amazing what you can do if you just show up consistently. Um, so really leaning into that idea of like, what if you showed up for one hour every day? you know, over the course of three years, that's a lot of time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you can do a lot with that, right? Yeah. And yeah. so to me, that's where the momentum comes is like you keep showing up even on the day when you don't feel like it, like barring like you actually being sick or your children being sick and needing you in my case, like you just keep showing up and you get into the habit of like, like I was in such a habit, like 4.30 would roll around and I'd be like, okay, like my body would start walking downstairs. And I was like, <laughs> oh, we're doing this. Um, and that's the beauty of habits, right? Is you do it enough times and it just becomes part of part of your day and part of who you are. And now that our boys are a little bit older and I can leave them in a room, like, you know, not totally alone, right? But I can like let them stream some Minecraft on YouTube, one, you know, one room over from me. And then I can get a little bit of work in at the same time. I've been able to loosen up that 4.30 to 6.30 work schedule. Um, but that's what I needed in a season when they were young and they needed to be actively watched by somebody. And so I think, you know, it's it's embracing the ebb and the flow and it's not holding too tightly to it either. Like certainly there were times when like, you know, 4.30 rolls around and like the dogs puked and like the kids are crying and you're like the, the crock pot burnt our dinner and you're like, okay, and maybe I'm working later tonight after the kids are asleep or maybe, maybe today is just not going to happen and you can't beat yourself up over it. You just have to show up again tomorrow. Um, I like how you always say like tomorrow is a new day, right? And so mm -hmm. just waking up and, and starting again. Uh, everything you just said there. So it's so true and so beautiful. And for anyone listening, you have, if you have impact on your heart and whether it's your full-time gig, or maybe you have a side gig doing it or whatever the scenario is just, you know, how can you show up for yourself every day with grace to move the dial on your goals around making impact and whether it's, yeah, I just think that's so beautiful because I think it's true. I, mean, I remember all, like all the different seasons I would, I felt like I was constantly having to rejig how I did things, right? Like I'd have to <laughs> figure out, okay, well now the baby naps at this time. So then I got to work at this time or, you know, wh whatever it is, kids sports, and then not even just my personal life, but then my other work too. So it's, it's amazing how, um, things can change, but if we're just open to that pro productive flow and figuring out those pockets, I think that is so inspiring that you can show what can be done by doing that. Cause, um, the work you're doing is making big impact. Tell me a little bit more, all of us more about the work that you do. And, uh, also you have an offer for all the listeners as well. And I just, I think, your energy you put into your community is so amazing that everyone needs to know about it. So please share. Oh, Trisha, you are too sweet. Yes, thank you. Um, I, I man, I just I love nurturing other women. Um, I think there are so many of us out there who, the women that I serve, you know, we're trying to move from feeling overwhelmed and stuck to being action oriented. And so mm -hmm. I offer that in a number of different ways. I have a group coaching program. It's called the LBD Collective or the Live by Design Collective, and it's this group of incredible women. And we all come as we are, and it's a co-created space. So everyone's story is of value. Everyone's experience is of value. And they even help create and choose the curriculum that we study. So we mm. get together twice a month. And on our growth night, that's more of a night where I'm actively teaching. And um, that's why I call myself an educator. And we talk about everything from mindset, like growth mindset. We talk about healthy habits. Like we've, we've done a whole segment on like sleep. 
<laughs> like, why do we need sleep? Why is it so important? Um, we do quarterly planning and goal setting sessions. Um, we, I mean, we talk about anything and everything. We just talked about intuition recently. Um, we all read one month, we all read The Gap and the Gain, which was a really impactful book for like all of us. <laughs> so we enjoyed it so much. We actually studied it for two months. Um, it's this really great way of, of, of choosing a different way of measuring success. Um, highly recommend it. And so we get together, we do our growth night, and then we also do a discovery night later in the month. And that is a journaling evening where I personally create journaling prompts based on the topic of that month. And then we, we always do a group gratitude practice. We have a short meditation each time we get together. We do our, our learning or our journaling. And at the end, we just open it up. We call it a group share opportunity. And um, we'll share what's on our heart, maybe what we learned or an aha moment we might have had. And this really beautiful thing happens because as one woman shares, then the next woman will will be so kind and loving to the previous one, or they might popcorn off of something they said, or we have women from all different seasons of life in there. And it's really neat to have somebody, someone bring something to the table that they're like, this feels really heavy for me right now, or I'm struggling with this right mm-hmm. now. And another woman can be like, I've been there. And like, here's what's, what, here's what's helped, or, you know, this will pass or, you know, whatever it is. And they just get to love on each other so well. Um, so I, I love the LBD collective. I would host the collective, even if it weren't part of my coaching suite, just because these women are incredible. Um, and then I do one-on-one coaching. So for anybody who may be a group experience or a group, um, uh, situation isn't what they feel really comfy with. Um, I do one-on-one coaching and that's really fun because we just get to go really deep. Um, I know you, I'm sure you've had that experience in your coaching practice too, where you just get to really personalize things for that person. But mm-hmm. I would love to offer your audience my Pursue Your Purpose Masterclass. It's a a 14-module course all about getting clear on your core values and how you spend your time and how to take aligned action. And most importantly, at least to me, uh, early on, we take a we take the chance to redefine purpose and make it a little less scary, a little less daunting, um, reminding ourselves that we're not behind. Uh, we're exactly where we need to be and we can be intentional from here on out. Maybe we feel like it's too late. Um, but I'm here to tell you it's never too late. And so if you use coupon code, wait, I have it here, impact um, <laughs> over at misskatehouse.com slash purpose, uh, you can get that $97 value totally for free. Um, and I would love to just get the chance to love up on you, friend, and and really just give you permission and encouragement to live by design and not by default. Oh, I love that. And I'll have that um, that promo code and link in the show notes as well for that too. Okay. Question I'd love to ask every guest and thank you for the offer for everyone is if you could go back, you know, let's say five years, what kind of advice would you give yourself? Oh man, I love this question. So, so many things. Um, mm-hmm. The main thing I would tell myself is to not be so hard on yourself. Um, and to listen to your own inner guidance. I think for a long time, I, I did what was expected of me by, you know, whomever, society, family, whatever it was. And ultimately, it left me feeling kind of unfulfilled because I wasn't leaning into the things that were like my gifts or the things that excited me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I would just tell myself, like, don't be so hard on yourself. And like, don't be afraid to listen to that inner voice. I think it's Glennon Doyle, who calls it your inner knowing. And when I first read Untamed, I was like, oh, that's the name for it. <laughs> like, that's a little voice I didn't listen to for the longest time. And so that's what I would tell myself. Like, don't be afraid to do something unexpected. Don't worry about the judgment or the thoughts of others. And just like, 
give yourself a chance to try something new because you don't have to be perfect out of the gate. And more often than not, I think consistency usually trumps talent. And so if you just keep showing up, you, you get to grow into that person um, in the doing. And so that's what I would tell myself. Oh my gosh, so many golden nuggets right there. I love it, love it, love it. You know, I always ask guests to share their five words they would describe themselves as, and you said yours were uh, enthusiastic, yes, energized, <laughs> absolutely, kind, I feel it, I totally do, passionate and present, and you're definitely all five of those. So uh, thank you for sharing your wisdom and your experiences with us. And for everyone listening, you know, passion for impact is not just about making a difference, but also enjoying and being fulfilled by the journey along the way. And you are a shining example of that. So thank you so much, Kate House, for being on the show. And I hope to have you back one day in the near future. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, that would be so much fun, Trisha. I am so grateful to get to know you through this wonderful world of podcasting. I love that you can be my new long distance podcasting bestie. So thank you so much for the chance to chat with you and to get to share in this beautiful community that you've created. Thank you. I'm going to go stalk you online now. (laughs) Same. If you love learning how to live and lead in a caring and fulfilling way, and you find this show inspiring, please share with your friends, rate and review this podcast. Passion for Impact, it's brought to you by Rock Your Leadership. We train leaders on how to grow success, drive change and not burn out. Visit passionigniter.ca for more details. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Passion for Impact podcast. Visit passionigniter.ca forward slash podcast to subscribe for episode notes, links, and special offers from show guests. Cast your vote. Make your impact one socially conscious choice at a time.